0: and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 274 with our review of The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Stephen Miller.
1: I'm Carson Patrick.
0: And you're joining us for the first time. The Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater <coughs> near you. This week, we already had coughing, yep. <laughs> uh, but um, we also had a review of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, so check the feeds for that. But in this I'm ha- getting
2: a physical right now. <laughs> okay.
0: You know, when they stick a candle up your ass, that's not really a physical.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I like to think it is. That's my kind of physical.
0: Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about the Wolf of Wall Street.
2: <laughs> it's so weird because I, I really wanted to say that I was Stephen Miller, because um, I, I went last. I don't know. I just well, had that inclination.
0: Everybody I just, wants to say they're Stephen I, Miller. I just
2: works. wanted to. I, I
1: just wanted to pull like a, you know, like a brick and be like, but, I'm right. But Benchart. there can only be one, or actually, many thousands <laughs> of people named. <laughs> there can be only one. But there
0: can be only be one. Our Stephen Miller. Yeah,
1: this will be a battle
2: to the death, uh, Highlander style, uh, during this episode. What
0: would be really, there, what would be really great is if I actually met another Stephen Miller and I had him on the podcast and like you were on the podcast too, and he's like, oh, hi, I'm Stephen. You're like, oh, I'm Stephen too. And like you didn't hear what his last name was, and you get to the recording and he says it, and you're like, what the hell?
1: You know what's funny is I have a friend named Stephen too. Ooh, that's what. <laughs> all I could think of when you said that. His, Shout last, out to his last name's too. Yeah, yeah, two, <laughs> to you. Uh, is it really? Yeah, to you, <laughs> you. can look him up. That's awesome. He probably doesn't listen to this. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. What a, what
2: a diabolical scheme.
1: The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh,
0: speaking of
2: di- speaking of diabolical schemes, yes, um, I got a lot of pink sheets that I got. uh want you guys invest in. Well, um, that's the funny pe- because the
0: spoiler warning podcast is on the pink sheet. <laughs> so as we're many shares as you get, I will get fifty percent of that money.
2: We're trying to uh, raise our stock, uh, the, the the TSW stock here.
0: You know, one thing just before we get into the review, one thing I didn't understand about uh, how you get that, like if, if you're getting this money, you know, you're getting. Whatever the, the revenue you're fifty percent of the cut off of these, these pink sheet stocks. Um that's only when they sell them, right?
1: No. It, it's when it's when they buy the stock. So if, you make if, the if trade. If, you aren't responsible yeah. for what they do with the stock after that.
0: But so so if I say I want uh, like a hundred thousand shares of this stock.
1: Yeah, you pay double the price of hundred thousand shares okay, and okay. half of it goes to the the broker. So all these yeah.
0: poor people that they were somehow getting to spend $10,000.
1: We're only getting five grand worth of stock.
0: That seems very strange. I can't believe anyone yeah. went for it. Yeah, it like I don't understand how you <laughs> fall for this.
1: It, it, it was nothing but a, a
2: giant scam, so. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a like, hustle, it,
0: hustle, if you will. It's like
2: Nebraska. <laughs> oh, totally. <kind> of. <laughs> it was totally a hustle. Yeah.
0: Bruce
1: Dern probably put in a ton of money. I, I, <laughs> <laughs>
2: He probably did.
0: Well, yeah, I just, I just didn't like when I was watching the movie. I was trying to like understand. I couldn't tell if it was like you pay over the cost of how many you like. So if they were just saying, "Yeah, I'll put down ten thousand dollars," like they weren't getting, they weren't p- giving them fifteen thousand dollars. They were getting five thousand dollars worth of.
1: I I think that's what they were doing.
0: Uh, yeah. Seems like a very bad idea.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're supposed to be for for the stocks that the way they painted it is. It's the ones that like wall street doesn't want you to know about or like wall yeah, street too, is going to give you those so like
2: they're too risky of
1: a company yeah you're you're giving me a higher cut because i found this really yeah, like, risky I, company and you're gonna get like 100x on what you expected i right.
0: I, I understood that aspect of it but like with, with with my accounts that i have it's like they charge you a flat free fee for every transaction yeah. but like if i say i want to put a hundred dollars into this pretty sure i'm getting a hundred dollars
1: i think you might be losing like 0.1 percent or something like that
0: okay but it's yeah
1: i think it scales with how much money yeah
0: because i i thought it was just like that's why they charge you the fee every time is because they're just like if there's a hundred thousand transactions today and they charge seven dollars per transaction then you know like that they're making money because of this it might work
1: differently now i'm not i pretty much know nothing about the stock market yeah
0: And, and i mean i'm not necessarily buying like individual stocks i'm these are like putting money into like IRAs and junk like that, so it's I don't know what like I, I understood that like you just get taxed a bunch when those come out, plus you're paying per all this junk. Yeah. I, I, it just sits there. I Pretend yeah. I'm diversified. It feels good. <laughs> Either way, I'm not a wolf. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm just a sheep, and I have money sitting in an account somewhere, and I and hope that it exists sheep. there when I'm older. Wake
1: up, America. Uh, <laughs> anyways...
0: What do you say we get into this review, guys? Let's do it. All right. So let's take a look. At, listen. Let's take a, let's take a look. In.
1: We're just let's, nailing, let's, nailing let's the landing on me.
0: I'm on too many lewds, man. I got, Chris, I got a problem. Chris
2: is already in the palsy stage. He's like, uh,
0: <laughs> movies.
2: This movie didn't make sense to me.
1: It didn't build a world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like the midgets. <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking of him driving in that car. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen to the trailer for The Wolf of Wall Street and then come back and give you our very, very pricey review. Excuse me. Yeah. Is that your car on the lot? Yeah. Is yeah. Jag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much money you make? I don't know, 72000 last month.
2: You show me a pay stub for $72,000 on it, I quit my job right now and I work for you. Hey, listen, I I quit. Yeah, I'm going into stocks.
0: My name is Jordan Belfer. At the tender age of 22, I headed to the only place that befit my high minded ambitions. Name of the game? Move the money from your client's pocket into your pocket.
2: But if you can make a client's money at the same time, it's advantageous to everyone, correct? No. I don't know! I started my own firm out of an abandoned auto body shop. We will be targeting the wealthiest 1% of Americans. I
0: love three things.
2: I love my country, I love Jesus Christ, and I love making people rich. Hello?
0: But I needed to mold them in my own image. With this script, I'm gonna teach each and every one of you to be the best. This is the greatest company in the world! I was becoming a legend.
1: Aren't you married?
0: Yeah, but married people can't have friends. We're not gonna be friends. I was making so much money, I didn't know what to do with
1: it. Twenty-six thousand dollars for one dinner,
0: Dad. We're not poor anymore.
1: Tell them about the sides. What, what are these sides? They cure cancer? The sides did cure cancer. That's the problem. They were. There. That's why they were expensive. <laughs> 22000000000 in three hours.
0: The real
2: question is: this was all this legal? <laughs>
0: Absolutely not.
1: Had you up from the hell.
0: He's got pictures of your whole inner circle. This is
2: bad.
1: It's okay.
2: Rub my temple. You're all right. This right here is the land of opportunity. You just tried to bribe a federal officer.
0: <laughs> this is America. <laughs> this is my home. Good for you, little man. Me and the little man. The show goes on.
1: They're gonna need to send in the National Guard to take me out because I ain't going nowhere. We don't
0: work for you, man.
2: Yeah, my money taped to you, boobs. Technically, you do not work for me. All
0: right, that was the trailer for The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a story about this guy who goes from, like, being nothing becoming the wolf of wall street starts this company and he figures out this way that he can just sell all these (laughs) shitty stocks to people and make a ton of money and never care what happens to those people and uh you know somewhere along the way some fbi guys don't like what he's doing and maybe might try to come up for him a little bit uh he might also deal with some drugs (laughs) and uh just naturally having lots of money enough that he can just you know, snort some Coke out of a $100 bill and then throw it in the trash can outdoors. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's child's play, fool. I think we could all technically do that now. We'd just be what? really upset after we did it. Yeah, we'd feel very guilty.
0: Well, if I had plenty of extra money to spend on tons of Coke, yeah. um, I probably wouldn't have enough left <laughs> to not want to go get the $100 bill back out of the trash can. Right. Um, but Or
2: out of a stripper's butthole, I mean... <laughs> Jumping right real.
1: in, uh, like like he did. Yeah, <laughs> we'll dive right in. I-, I told Carson my challenge to myself is to not make a dirty joke <laughs> for the whole review.
2: <laughs> I have already failed, so <laughs> yeah, he's trying yeah. to make up for you doing yeah. that. I'm I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to it's balance. Why it out. he's masquerading as Steven Miller? <laughs> Ex- exactly, I'm trying to be Stephen Miller right now.
0: All right, well, why don't the real Stephen Miller start off by telling us what he thought of this film?
1: Yeah, so I I feel like I've been saying this a lot lately, but. I was very conflicted about this movie, actually. I I mean, for one thing, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's like a, it's three hours long almost, I think. Dear God, it's long. It is (laughs) very long.
2: It's a a three-hour movie, And it
1: is ridiculous in every possible way. I mean, it's excessive in, the characters are excessive in every way. The drug use is excessive, nudity, cursing. Mm, Everything about this movie is just like, it's like crack to watch basically. Yeah, I mean, it Car- just...
0: Carson thought he was
1: a wreck during American hustle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man, I don't even want to know how you felt about this. This was
2: just like, I had to take my pel- penicillin for this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, so this kind of like American hustle, this movie was full of style. Like, like everything was stylish. I mean, they were breaking the fourth wall all the time. Leo just like talks to the camera. Some crazy thing is happening. Some other crazy thing is happening. <clears throat> and in the, Process. I kind of felt like there wasn't much of a story to follow. I, I mean, it was... I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun. You're watching them party and you watch him throw his life away. But I felt like they spent very little time on anything else, like the actual details of the life or the details yeah. of, like, the FBI investigation or about his relationship with his first wife, the how I met your mother, mother. Yeah. <laughs> who I recognized huh. right away.
0: No, no, yeah, same with me too. <laughs>
1: um she was also the the baby voice girl on uh, 30 Rock. So <laughs> I did <laughs> not if, know if that. If you if you happen to remember, I don't know. No, I didn't remember that part. Yeah, okay. I, I don't watch 30 Rock. So. Kristen Milioti, I think. Uh, but anyway, it like while watching it I had a lot of fun. I mean it was it was uproarious in a in almost like a way I remember super bad being when I first watched it where it was like, I can't believe they went there. This is ridiculous. (laughs) And then in hindsight, that movie didn't age very well because I was like, well, they went there, but that's all they did. And like now I'm not – like now when I look back at that, it doesn't feel as bold as it did at the time. Now
2: I've seen worse. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and and, and so I don't know if this movie will feel the same. Like if you took away all the shock, I don't know what's left really. Like you're watching a a ton of party sequences and like pretty hilarious (laughs) drug usage, (laughs) which feels weird (laughs) to say, but I mean –
0: it's 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 basically great gatsby set further in the future and without all the charisma of the main
1: character yeah exactly i mean it's a it's like like just watching a ridiculous like a spring breakers type thing i mean it's very different in feeling but you're just like over and over again after a little while it's like like what am i like i feel kind of like like a voyeur watching this after a little while yeah um I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to denigrate it too much because, again, it was full of style and it was a lot of fun, but it was also so, so over-the-top. And, like, the acting was great. Like, Leo did a great performance. I, I think everyone is right to praise that. But I also don't know how hard it is to play a ridiculous over-the-top person <laughs> compared, compared to a uh, a person with some interior that you can see. Like, like I felt like with him... They don't really show you an interior to his character at all. He is that thing that he's projecting to yeah. everyone else. Well, you could
0: argue that he doesn't have an interior anymore. I-
1: exactly. So so it is based on an autobiography, which probably is also very shallow. Like, he probably does portray himself that way. Um, I don't know. I mean, people were really funny. Speaking of Superbad, like, Jonah Hill was really funny in this movie. Yeah. I thought probably the funniest I've seen him in a movie, uh, like, where it didn't just rely on... It was crude humor, but it wasn't just like "oh, ha 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 ha." He said the f word again. Veiny <laughs> uh, penis. Oh, <laughs> This is so funny.
2: Um, I mean, I thought he was legitimately like good in this movie. Like his his performance
1: was yeah, definitely. Was solid. I mean, he embodied a character which was not Jonah Hill, <laughs> which yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, like everyone was on their a game. It was a it was a blast to watch. It was just a little like maybe empty in the end. <clears throat> Probably like the main character, but I don't know if three. <laughs> I don't know if three hours of emptiness. I don't know that does something to you. How, how did you feel about it, Carson?
2: Well, uh, this is I'll the preface-
1: best movie I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> well, I'll preface it by saying I think the year of 2013 uh, is going to go down in uh, why didn't you make a Coke movie this year? Um, in terms of like everyone like putting out some form of like a movie that's you know kind of like chasing the american dream and like lots of excess and drugs um just kind of like that like that kind of take on it i guess and just a lot of like crazy kind of out there movies like i i feel like i feel like we've been building up to this like with spring breakers pain and gain project ring uh, Project, Project X, X was last year, oh. and that movie was shit. But, uh, yeah, Steven. Yeah. So, what are you, yeah. an idiot? I, I You're probably um, poor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Spring Breakers, Pain and Gain, uh, the, the Bling Ring, American Hustle. Uh, uh, there might be another one I'm forgetting. But I, I feel like it's all culminating with The Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, like I, I feel like where American Hustle – was very much, like, the... It it was definitely, like, influenced by Scorsese, like, no doubt, like, with all the voiceover and the way it was filmed and everything. But, like, it's... Not to take away from American Hustle or David O. Russell, but, like, to see it in, you know, its, like, own environment is a much... It's a much different beast. Like, it's, it's... I mean, this is... This is Scorsese, like like, on his most coked out, like, almost. Like, I mean, he is,
1: he almost. is, like... Well, it was all over the set. I mean, what was he supposed to do? Yeah.
2: I mean, like, he is, this is a man who is, like, in his 70s, and he's still making movies the same way he was when he was younger. And that is, I mean, to me, that's awesome. Like, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the directors that you kind of love or are known for movies back in the day, That I mean, like it's it's evident they go soft and like it they aren't the same anymore. But uh I feel like Scorsese is uh he's still firing on all on all cylinders and like I didn't you make can it total... go soft I,
0: I, I, it took it took a second a oh, second for me so to hard. realize what that face was for Steven. So hard continue. No <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't so hard.
2: <laughs> okay. Go on. Anyway, person. uh but uh yeah like I, I think that he he's still firing on all cylinders and like I mean to watch someone with this much passion make a movie is always like very very entertaining and i think the wolf of wall street i mean it's definitely one of the most entertaining movies of the year like i i think that uh this is to me like this was like i i love the fact that it was three hours like i i felt like it went by in like 20 minutes like i i think like the pacing is like pretty much immaculate like the editing is great like Like any Scorsese movie Like it moves like so fast And it's There's never really a dull moment And I feel like that Everything was there Like it just kept building And building and building And like the craziness Just never stops And I don't really feel like It was shocking per se But like It definitely like They went for it Like it was It was a hard R Like sometimes when you When you hear people talk like Oh this movie's like really hard And like it It doesn't Like it doesn't feel that way You know like it's almost like yeah, like I feel like when I agree with Steven, like when I first saw Superbad this for the first time, I was like, Whoa, like this movie is definitely like, you know, a very like raunchy, you know, dirty movie. And then like another movie came out, you know, six months later and it's like even more raunchy. And then you become like immune. So like when you go back, you're like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as I I remember, but uh and maybe i don't think this movie will i just think that like i feel like that they they kept like the craziness up like there's just like it's non-stop insanity to the to the point where you're just like whoa like i can't you know regardless or whether or not like all this happened or whatever or they're taking liberties like this is just a guy who's out of control and like it is very fun to watch and i and honestly like i think this is I think this is really Leo's finest hour. Like I will, I will argue the fact that I think it is. I mean, imagine like doing all those speeches, like those like Braveheart like speeches, and just like yelling for like half this movie, and and you know putting in like that kind of commitment. Uh, I think that would be pretty draining. Like at the same time, I feel like it would kind of be liberating to like play that kind of character. But at the same time, I feel like man, his voice had to have been like hoarse. Like, after every every shoot day, just, you know, screaming at people and stuff. But, I, I don't know. To me, like, this was just, like, a fully committed performance. And, like, everyone was on point. Like, I loved all the supporting characters. Rob Reiner was hilarious. Uh, we have, like, great cameos. Like, the Spike Jones cameo was really funny. Uh, everything is just, like, really on point. Like, I feel like that this movie could uh, sit... Uh, next to, like, the other kind of Scorsese crime movies. Uh, it, it's weird. Like, it almost like they took, like, the format of Goodfellas, but then also added in, like, the wackiness of, like, After Hours or King of Comedy. Like, that kind of like really dark humor. And, uh, like, the combination I think is, I mean, it's thrilling. Like, I, I, on a, I, I would definitely put this in, like, the top five best movies. Like, I, I had a really good time with it. I'm sure Chris is gonna shit all over it because he doesn't, like... <laughs> He doesn't like any movies with uh, characters who are terrible. uh, (laughs) No, I like movies with
0: characters that are terrible. There just has to be some redeeming part of the art. Yeah,
2: Yeah, but like that's – but I think like that's what makes it so great is that like I don't want to see him redeemed or whatever. Like the fact that like –
0: No, no. I didn't say I need the character to be redeemed. I said there has to be some sort of redeeming aspect to the character. Like – so somebody has, like, they can be a bad human being, at least if there's a tiny shred of humanity left in them.
2: But I don't, but, like, to me, I think that's boring. Like, I, I would rather just watch. <laughs> maybe you're a bad person.
1: <laughs> I, I think no, I, but I, I would, I would I rather I just. know what Chris thinks before we argue with okay. him about it.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I, 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 I would just, I enjoy the characters who are just, like, completely conflicted and, like, are never, like, Charlie Theron in Young Adult. Like, she's just never going to change
0: true but i i I, there was a sympathetic aspect to her character i felt genuinely genuine sympathy for her in that film and i felt like yeah you were a horrible person but i still feel sorry for you and i feel like some sort of circumstance bred you to be that terrible of a human being and i feel like in some universe you could counteract that all you need is somebody to fix that aspect of you and maybe you could be a great person um,
2: I, I mean, I would argue against that and say that I don't think she would just ever change. Like, I don't think there is going to be someone to do that. But well, I don't she, know. she, like, like, I she
0: likely wouldn't, but she exists in a world in which that change could be made given enough time.
1: I, I thought she was an interesting character study. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't love young adult either, actually, because I need people to fall in love. <laughs> 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 but... But but I think she was interestingly flawed, and what I'm not sure of is if Leo's character is different. Like he he was over the top, and that was awesome. But I don't know if there's anything, anything well, compellingly I mean, he, vapid about him. I guess he's certainly flawed. That's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: But like if if you if you look at say Great Gatsby, where he's playing the same role, different movie. Uh, I mean, similar role, different movie. He is still a bad person. He still went from being poor to being filthy, stinking rich. He still throws the extravagant parties where he's throwing his money around and spending way more than he needs to. But he's doing it for not to bang the hottest thing he can possibly get his dick in, but he is trying to... like. He is in love with this one person that he's been in love with forever, and all of his riches are there simply so that one day maybe he could possibly win her. And even though his character is not somebody that I can fully support in that film, he's somebody where I at least understand the motivations. Like, he did... Everything he could to try to be this one person and things go horribly wrong. This film is a guy who just like, hell yeah, money, drugs, do all sorts of crazy stuff, bang all these chicks, leave my like super hot, awesome wife for another chick who's nothing but just. I mean, his motivations.
2: His motivations are a lot simpler in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: but like, there's no. Like, he. He doesn't even have his own self-prescribed arc. He's not trying to do anything other than go straight up in a line. Um, so it, it's mean, his character.
2: But what's wrong? But what's wrong with that though? Like, I feel like that, like this is a study of a guy who's out of control, and it's like, look at like how bad these people were and still are. Yeah. You you didn't get that or no? Th-
0: there's a difference between getting yes. and accepting and being happy with that. So. So let me back up a little bit. This film, going into this movie, what I expected this to be was I expected this to be American Hustle, but fixing all the problems of American Hustle, um, or at least the problems I had with it. So like, I figured like, you know, the, the whole Wolf of Wall Street aspect, like their equivalent to the Hustling, I was like, this is going to be like, instead of being like a Hustle movie with not enough Hustling in it, like, this will be a Wall Street movie with a ton of Wall Street movie, like okay. th- this, this, will, this, will, <laughs> th- this will fix like that problem. Um, wow i was like okay the the talking directly to the camera and narrating your story is going to be better in wolf of wall street than it was in american hustle because just from the trailer it makes more sense like we're, we're being told the story of this guy and he is explaining to us what it's like to be him as opposed to like jumping between characters and like you know we didn't have jonah hill in this movie like narrating randomly or like any of the other characters like they're just going to take over narration for five minutes for no reason well so basically- we
1: actually did with the banker but otherwise, well,
0: it, it, we did, but like it wasn't. It, uh, this is all my assumption before we go into the oh, film. Aye. So like I, I was like I was like th- this is going to be American Hustle, but done in a little bit better way. I, I I expected fully that like you know Leonardo DiCaprio would be amazing, but the rest of the characters wouldn't necessarily equal the cast of American Hustle. But I figured like this was we were going to get a similar movie but better, and with what I got was a film that was on the entertainment level as good as american hustle but i did not like this movie at all <laughs> um for some of the reasons that we've already been arguing about but essentially there is there is not even like everybody is doing deeds that are just as unlikable as some of the other characters in american hustle but like nobody has a shred of like say for the how i met your mother mother like everyone outside of her character is like who the f cares about you and like there's this just weird message of like like something feels weird about what like there was people in our audience who said hey a few times when like the characters were like making fun of poor people mm-hmm. They're like yeah <laughs> well, when you're back home with like banging your ugly ass wife and sitting with your bags from costco <laughs> and, like like the the level of like poo-pooing on people who don't have money in this movie is like so
1: outrageous that like people in my theater were like reacting negatively to it yeah. and i was kind of like a little bit uncomfortable No, you were supposed to hate them like that was i no, think that's you, what the appeal of this movie was supposed to be you were yeah. but it wasn't
0: just like, like we're fancy and those are poor people it's like poor people are stupid and dumb and all of you watching this movie who are poor and stupid well, like, and dumb don't deserve to watch my movie because you are but if, they, if
2: the characters didn't say stuff like that it would feel inauthentic in a way to the characters but
0: but it's it's there was just this weird air but it's also but it's
2: also a, a movie too so like the fact that they're getting upset about a movie even though they did rip off people in real life it is you are watching a fictional thing so yeah yeah but
0: like the the tone for which the film handles everything doesn't it's not like a a, uh, a inglorious Bastards thing where it's like, oh, look at how these Nazis are like just killing everybody. Isn't that awesome? And then shows you a scene where like the Germans are celebrating like Americans dying and then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't celebrate like a bunch of people being needlessly slaughtered. Um, there's no like commentary on it. It's just like a weird view into the mindset of people who, I don't know, it, it's, there, there's this a weird feeling that the film portrays money and It's like this film is like we should be rich by shitting all over people who are poor, and we will get richer by effing over the poor people, and they're stupid and dumb and don't deserve to live because they're only here to give us their money so that we can continue to be rich. And there's some. But I
2: think I think that's what's interesting about this movie is that like it's one of the first Wall Street movies to portray the stock guys as the in that kind of light as like we hate. The people that were you know we hate the clients like usually we don't see that where they're like constantly shitting on them and saying like yeah they're poor like f you like i feel like that We haven't seen that light of it. But
0: look at even like I mean, you can say what you will about the show, but um, uh, House of Lies on Mm -hmm. Showtime or whatever it is, like Don. I haven't seen it. Well, Don in that in that show, Don Cheadle is directly addressing the camera and talking about screwing over companies or like we're just making up words to get these people to buy our contract because we need to have all this stuff. And like I haven't watched a lot of the show, but I've watched like part of one of the seasons, uh, the first season, and. Like, in that, you're still rooting for Don Cheadle. Like, you you want him to get the contracts. You want him to screw over these other corporations, not because you want them to fail, but because he's at least charismatic enough that you can get on his side. And what he's doing is two bad corporate people who aren't, like, he's not messing, he's not ruining people's lives. He's taking companies that have a crap ton of money and just tricking them out of more of their money or getting jobs that maybe he wasn't qualified to get, still doing the job after he gets it, but lying his way into that position. And
2: but I mean that's that is the difference though, is that he is going after essentially bad guys in this movie they're going after innocent people. Yeah.
0: So I'm saying there there's there is no aspect of this film where I can celebrate the posh yeah, lifestyle I, yeah. that he has and I can't even it it's not commenting on it at all. It's just like, look at tits and ass and drugs and money and no but I, I, don't,
2: I agree that like yes, I there is the difference there, but I feel like having the unsympathetic version is a version that isn't. You know, the standard version would to be like would be the House of Lies thing, where it's just like he is doing these horrible things, but it's to bad guys, so that's why you feel, you know, sympathy for him. But to have it be the way that it probably was in the sense that, like, these guys don't care about anyone, um, that is when it becomes a little more challenging in terms of, like, getting, you know, the audience on board or whatever. But it's, like, to me, that is more entertaining because we are seeing it completely unfiltered through the lens of these people. And I don't think it's necessarily trying to make, I mean, I think it is commenting on it, but it's not like, it's, it's to show you exactly how these people operate and then to go like, I mean, that's all they need to be like, wow, these people are horrible. Like, I mean, I don't need anyone to, you know, to telegraph it any further other than just just to show it how they are. And and, and, I, that... and
1: I do think one point like one thing the film does answer and a message for it is how did a guy so terrible yeah. gain the following that he did? And I think with like the big speeches and everything and the way that he he talks about how he's helping out the people who are with him and how you know we're going to take it and this is the American dream. I I think they do build that part. Like you get how this guy became so charismatic that now rather than rotting in jail he's making money on book tours and everything. Uh, And and like I think that is an interesting study. It just isn't the one that I wanted to see when I watched this movie. But
0: in in the scene where he goes to that small company where he first discovers pink sheets you get all that from that one scene where he gets off the phone call for the first time and somebody's bought $10,000 worth of something and everybody's like how the F did you just do that? Like you get all of that aspect from that one scene, right. what the aspect that Carson's talking about, you get all that from the lunch with Matthew McConaughey. So you could take the Matthew McConaughey lunch scene, and then that scene with the, p- the first time he experiences selling pink sheets, those two scenes sum up this entire movie. And while those... But
2: then what would they do the rest of the movie, then? You mean what would they do for
0: the other four hours? <laughs> I don't know, roll credits? Like... <laughs> It,
2: it, no but i mean that's that's a stupid thing to say because i mean it's like it's a stupid about, thing to
0: make your movie that way like no no,
2: no but I, I mean but no but this is the same argument that you had for flight where you're just like why was he a pilot like if they had took out him being a pilot it would have been more interesting and it's like no that would have made it less interesting because the fact that he was a pilot and there was this moral dilemma That's there's what made no it moral dilemma in that movie no but the, the dilemma of like do you do you do you root for this guy because he saved all these people? Or do you not because, you know, he's an addict? But it's like that idea that's injected into the film, into what is simply, you know, a basically a, a, an alcoholic type of story, like an, an addict story, like that is what made that film interesting. And I, I think if you take away the, the stuff, like you said, in this movie and just have like, oh, well, the this, this scene with McConaughey and him when he's at the, fir- you know, the first time he's at the, uh, the, the pink sheet place, I mean, that th- your movie is not as interesting. Like, I mean, what why that wouldn't be like super generic and not well, as I,
0: I, I'm the, the difference is that I'm not saying that's a, that sh- that's what should be done. I'm saying that the thing you praised about the film and the thing that Stephen brought up as a positive about the film are two things that are summed up in two single scenes in the film. So the other three hours are I'm not saying get rid of them, I'm saying. Y- it's they, hard they need to mean something. Yeah, like, it's hard for me to, to be like, oh, yeah, the film is definitely saying this. Isn't that awesome? I'm like, well, no, those two scenes do it. And also, the thing about that Matthew McConaughey uh, scene is that's when he becomes the wolf. Like, he says, yeah, but, you know, if our clients get rich in the process, isn't that a good thing? And Matthew McConaughey says, no, your only job is to take their money and put it into your pockets. Their money, well, your pocket, And to pockets. move it around. Like, like he was he, – th- like that's when he realizes that like, oh, you mean I get richer if I don't care what happens to the client? That's when he goes like, oh, I can just make a bajillion dollars and it's going to be super awesome. So it's like that is literally the most important scene to this entire film. Yeah, so, it, it's
2: Well, I mean that's what he realized, but he didn't immediately after that go like – I am gonna be super. rich. I, like he eat. almost
1: did actually. Like that <laughs> so that is no, I I, mean, I'm kind of on Chris's side with that, and it's the same trouble I had with Walter Mitty, in case anyone listened to that first, <laughs> is that it didn't ramp up, right? I mean it was just like boom, now I'm this guy. Immediately I ripped off someone and within like ten minutes we're like in an office with strippers and yeah. tossing no, but I, people. I, I mean <laughs> I, I think he's Which was hilarious. I, think he's... I mean there's a lot of humor in this movie, but you don't I didn't feel, like, the rise and fall of this guy. Like, he was suddenly wealthy. He was suddenly evil. And then when he gets taken down, they don't build it in a way that makes me be, like, like yeah, like, he got that coming. And I watched the FBI wrestle with it. And I watched him, like, get really close over and over again. It, it was kind of just, like, oh, and then he got taken down and yeah. we're going to spend there, a little there while There was no catch crumble. me if you
0: can aspect of yeah. it. It was just catch me because you did.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he is, like, a catch-me-if-you-can type character. Yeah, literally. so good at something bad, you're supposed to be in awe of it. Yeah. Well, I will say this, is that I think
2: that he was an easily influenced person, and he came to Wall Street to get rich. And, obviously, he was very – became corrupted very quickly. But I don't think right after the McConaughey scene – yeah, right after that, on his second day at work, that's when the stock market crashed – but then, like, once he once he gets the idea, or, you know, once he finds out about the the pink sheet plays, I think that's when he starts really getting into, like, his character of the wolf and becoming, like, that, you know, greedy person. But that is, like, like that's where 20 it starts minutes to build. into the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and the only reason he became more wolfy at that point is because but, before but, but he was making 1% is... instead of
2: 50%. Okay, but yeah, but my point is that he is easily influenced and was easily corruptible because he wanted to get rich so like the fact that it goes through that fairly quickly wasn't like a big thing and again i think it was more like 30 or 40 minutes but okay well it it, but uh i mean i i think that there was definitely a rise because he built up his own you know i mean once by the time he was you know stratton oakmont or whatever was in their own office and just you know having (laughs) Strippers parade through, like that's when you know, that's when it was starting. You know, it was at its peak. Yeah,
0: and it, it's also not really clear why he has so much more money than the rest of the people. I mean, I'm assuming he takes a cut of all their sales and that, but like, there's no one else seems to except for Jonah Hill seems to have as much money as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean,
2: I think it was pretty obvious that they were all just as rich. Maybe I mean the founding
1: partners were all pretty
0: the founding partners, yeah, but the interns. Yeah they were making money but they weren't wearing $3000 suits and crap like that so it's like it they they they're missing the like at some point he was screwing over everyone probably even the founding partners to some extent like so it's like the film doesn't deal with how complex the system is just like i wrote a script now i have 5 million employees and i make you know 42 trillion dollars a week like whatever it is um i don't know i just for me the film really doesn't do anything besides entertain like there is there's no character save for the how i met your mother mother who i really care about where she ends up in this film and then she's not even in the second three hours of the film
2: (laughs) well no because she leaves the movie (laughs) yeah
0: so like she but she's the only person that you can really feel bad for at any point in time um maybe sort of his rat hole guy whatever
1: they're called <laughs> i mean i i thought the but i movie... mean like
2: you can't say that this is a, a bad move like a bad movie in a technical or poorly made movie in that way like
0: the, the, i mean yeah, the, the the directing of the film was fine the film itself is not anything special to me i mean in my humble opinion
1: <laughs> I, I mean i thought right yes i i do disagree that it it went nowhere like that there was no reason for the rest of the movie i think like there is a good reason to try to shove excess in your face the way that it did like to try to really give you the feeling of how insane this is i just would have wanted there to be like an hour of that and then the last hour be all like you know like show me the cracks in it in that hour like where everything looks great but things are falling apart and then yeah like take him down in a way where some character I can, I can relate to or at least who raw with, and it felt like it just went to that, it went to that peak so quickly, of like look at all these crazy parties and then had there had to be at least like what twenty crazy parties that you yeah. watch in this movie, um, like it, it felt like it it didn't go enough places with that like like I yeah. got the point, kind of like Spring Breakers, like I t- I got why he was showing me like over and over again, shoving this party in my face and this in my face. Yeah. But even Spring Breakers, at least, went, like, a interesting route at the end to showing, like, the... <laughs> the Consequences? Dark... <laughs> yeah, the, the dark underbelly. Party. The dark underbelly of all of this. Um, in a way, the Wolf of Wall Street was just... It, it, it's like they reveled in it. Like, like they just knew, like, people are going to love watching this. I'm just going to show it to them for hours and hours, and then boom, we take him down, the credits are going to roll. Yeah. and it, it, it didn't feel like, I, I don't know, there, there wasn't any sort of like subtlety or soul or anything to it. The way that American Hustle, I thought, had like nuance, at least, in what it was doing and yeah. the, the flow of the characters and showing like, you know, it looks good, but this is what's bad about it and watching everything fall apart.
0: Well, I, I think, to me... <clears throat> go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say to me, like, the movie is sim- this movie is similar to Pain and Gain, where like they kind of fought excess with excess. Like yeah, I, I, I was gonna I feel say like, that. yeah, like I feel like that the whole movie is about excess, and
1: that's just how it's presented was with a lot of excess. But but, but like Pain and me, Gain, I was I was ready for it to end halfway through the excess, and it just kept going. <laughs> but it, oh, it, well, even I, mean, going... I I thought it was you know. I wanted more
2: like I would want more of both of those movies but that's just me
0: but even going back to pain and gain though like I'm sympathetic for those characters and 99% of it is Anthony Mackey's character who I think is like the most sympathetic out of the three like The Rock is just really stupid and you know like Mark Wahlberg is just he's an idiot but he's at least he's he's trying to accomplish something not in like he's trying to get rich but he's trying he's technically trying to work for it because he's lived this like life of being able to do nothing but like lift weights his whole life and he's trying to break out of that so they are instantly while i'm not like into weightlifting all super crazy and like i'm not that's not the most important thing in the world to me i at least feel i can i can uh sympathize for their struggle and like you know, going back and comparing it again to The Great Gatsby and uh, to American Hustle. And in in Great Gatsby is, it romanticizes the rich life. And we see it from Toby McGuire's like, point of view. And we, we see that extravagant life from somebody who longs to be part of it and is being brought into the fold. And we are experiencing that world from this, like, adorning view that he has of Gatsby. And, like, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And, like, oh, my God, this life is so, like, crazy and amazing. Like, I want to be part of it. And, and like we are entering it from that, that view. In American Hustle, it is people who are poor doing what they can to live this extravagant lifestyle, but they're always on just on the cusp. Like they can present themselves outwardly to the world as being wealthy and rich, but they're still not they're not living that crazy lifestyle. They, they have to continually con to continue to live that lifestyle. And like you they're still poor people trying to break out of being poor. And becoming rich, so it's like there's still a little bit of of sympathy there, and like trying to see how they're doing it. This movie, it's like instantly rich, instantly the worst person in the world, instantly being terrible to everyone around them, and there's never any, there's no sense of it's not like biopic style where the world is building and you see everything start to unravel and you're like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Oh, this is gonna be bad. And then like watching people have to dick over their friends because they've built, they've put themselves into such a crazy corner that like there's no way they can get out of it unless they screw everywhere, but everywhere they brought to the top with them. Um, in this film, it's sort of just like it's bad, and then he's sort of caught, but he can maybe get out of it, but he doesn't really do much because he he just wants to be at the top still. And then now he's officially arrested. So it's like,
2: but I feel like that approach where we're pretty much on we're pretty much seeing the side of jordan belfort the entire time we don't really get to see the other aspects i feel like that was a positive in my mind because in another movie we would get like you know the kyle chandler's character trying to figure out how to take him down and we would get like point of views of the the people that were like ripping off like you mean like a plot (laughs) yeah like they did in in boiler room which was which is a good movie. movie No, that was a good movie. I I, I will not uh, disagree with that. But uh, I feel like that... Uh, I feel like we're, we are seeing it through Jordan Belfort's eyes, and, like, that is all he... Like, he basically just lived 99 miles an hour until it all ended. And I will say that near the end, I felt like Leo did give him, like... A little like i felt a little sympathetic when he was like trying to you know go through the whole like you know ratting out stage but you mean the, is, the two minutes
0: uh, where he was going to and then never does
2: <laughs> i mean the the position of it in yeah. terms of like no matter how terrible of a person he is, like the fact that like, but even
0: even even that type he of doesn't want to give up his friends. But that that's better in American Hustle, where you really see uh, Christian Bale struggling with whether or not he should be doing this and trying to figure out the easiest way to like, sort of like. Fulfill his job of having to rat, but stay as far removed from the situation as possible and make sure nobody gets really screwed over. Like, you, you see the conflict just in his eyes no, and the I, way he responds. He talks about that, not like, I agree. uh, my wife hates me. Uh, she's probably going to take my kid. Um, I don't really want to go to jail because I'd rather have money. Um, like,
2: <laughs> No, I agree, but we are talking about two movies that are similar but taken with two different, like, completely different approaches to like this material and I think they work they both work well for the approaches that they're taking like I I think that I I, I will go back because it kind of got lost but like I think like going in with the assumption that this was going to fix the problems that you had in American Hustle like I feel like that's just a bad way to go into it because like we're not even dealing with the same movie
0: well i think also entering this film like a lot of your early praise was all about how this is like a scorsese picture and i think going into it with the pre-praisal for that is equally detriment <clears throat> in the opposite direction like i think a lot of your praises are like, yeah, it's very Scorsese, like this, or he does this, or he's so good but at I, doing no, this kind of thing. Like, if you no, remove, but I'm,
2: to- I'm totally praising the the structure of it and the fact that they are sticking to their guns and making, you know, they're they're going a three hour journey with like this with with all these horrible people and like, yes, the 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 element that it's a Scorsese film, I mean, it's a high factor because he's a damn good director. Like, I mean, how is that? I mean obviously if he just had phoned it in yeah I'd be sitting here saying like what the hell was he doing but he didn't so I don't know like I I feel like you know going in as a, I mean it'd be like going in as like a Tarantino fan or whatever fan you know I went into American Hustle as a David O. Russell fan and you know I got a great movie so I don't see how that's like a detriment but
1: I, I guess to me like if, on a positive side but i don't know if it was going to be this format where you're only seeing life through jordan belford's eyes presumably taken from his autobiography or but i guess i don't know exactly what the source material is
0: <laughs> his drug fugue state like, <laughs> I,
1: I would have wanted to hear some even like his twisted internal morality for for how he can feel okay about doing what he does like i i want to hear some kind of narrative of like this is this is what led me there. This is why I still think I'm a good person. Like, this is why it was okay what I did. Like, may, maybe you have to dig deeper. Like, a little bit of his, you know, backstory or upbringing. Like, they hinted some of that, but there was no. My life as a teenage wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> 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 but, but I don't. They just don't. They don't give you that. Like, it felt more like. I, I don't. There's some a guy like tucker max who writes these books like like i hope they serve beer in hell yeah that like right. frat guys love to read where it's just like debaucherous stories and and that's it, it it's like bragging about how uh, how crappy you were and not you know not really showing me anything yeah
2: but i feel like where that was bragging this is more of a a condemnation you know where it's like look at how terrible these people are
0: But I don't think it really condemns anything. I think that the viewer is supposed to watch this film as one of the interns in the office where you're cheering and rah -rah rahing at all these speeches and being like, yeah, bang all those hookers, hell yeah.
1: Maybe. I don't don't think the viewer is supposed to do that either. The viewer is supposed to... No, I think
2: as a viewer, you're supposed to be like, as a decent human being, I sit here and go, these people are terrible.
0: I don't think the film is concerned at all with decency.
2: (laughs) No, but I'm just... No, but I'm saying like, as a viewer like th- like they are showing you this side this dark side of someone's life and you as a you know you're sitting there going like wow like this is this is crazy and i can't believe like you know people actually did this stuff or are still doing it
0: all right but i guess no one el- <laughs> no, i no, guess I mean- no one
2: else got that that's why everyone's online <laughs> writing open letters
1: saying you know you're glorifying no, I mean, all these people I got that. and all this stuff i think i found it pretty empty but in a opposite way of chris i definitely don't think we're supposed to sympathize with the people yeah. there or the interns or we're supposed to love and respect him like if anything me yeah. watching it knowing the like implicit wall street crash of a few years ago and all the you know havoc that that wreaked you're supposed to be having this like this populist feeling of like how dare they like you know this is the one percent like to me it almost felt like it was beating me over the head with that like look at these people you should hate them they're evil in every way there's no redeeming factor they're gonna party they're gonna party again party again to me that was the problem is that it was painting this unbelievable like literally unbelievable picture of so many evil people just being pure evil for for like no internal reasoning at all And, and to me that's where it failed but not because it like glorified the excess
2: but i don't think it was trying to like you know convert people to their side or anything or like to recruit to be like oh no like i want to be no totally i I don't i don't think it
0: was trying to recruit it but i think it was very much how awesome is this you don't have to give a shit about anything when you're this rich um and, and it felt like it felt very much like isn't this cool not like Dear God, I'm glad I make a normal living.
1: <laughs> I don't know. You think like the Quaalude scene and everything was like glorifying? Look at how I mean, it was hilarious. Well, no, look at that!
0: Like that—that's that is the statement. It is hilarious. It's like a 20-minute straight scene of just like this is ridiculous.
2: I mean, but it's kind of the same thing. Like if you watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, like that is a complete like that movie is just like a complete point of view of like someone who is just taking every drug imaginable and to me it's completely a movie that's like don't do drugs like if you do drugs this sucks like yeah um and it's also very hilarious and filled with like all these characters that uh are
1: terrible but well I, I mean, i'm
0: I, also the guy who didn't like train spotting because i thought it was a terrible movie as compared to requiem for a dream so
1: i really like train spotting so i like <laughs> too
2: yeah i mean i think train spotting and requiem do the same thing where it's like I mean, when I saw Requiem for a Dream, I was just like, I, you know, that is, that's awful. Like, that should be shown to everyone to not do heroin. And, like, the same thing with Trade Spotting, too, because it's just like, I mean,
0: well, like, there, in, in, in Trade Spotting, that though, like, I, I'm like, I hate these people and I hope bad stuff happens. Like, I'm supposed to be like, holy crap. But
2: those are the most interesting characters, though.
0: They're the only characters in that movie.
2: <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, when you see so many movies with, like, the same boring old characters like it's refreshing to sometimes when you go in a movie like those like train spotting or the wolf of wall street etc etc and you see people who are just so evil or greedy or despicable and it's almost like a liberating thing because it's like you are kind of living vicariously through these people for the amount of time that you're watching a movie and it's like you're gonna like you're kind of just like letting all that off it's like letting steam off, like the grand theft
1: auto of watching a movie
2: (laughs) yeah like playing grand theft auto or anything like i feel like in wolf of wall street like yes like a lot of it is shot and done in a way where it's like everything looks awesome i I, you know i'm gonna go be a stockbroker because i just want to do all these cool things but it's like i think like a part of like human nature or whatever would think like yeah like that would be cool but no like i am a decent human, and that is terrible. Well,
0: here's the thing that, like, the coda of this film, without getting too spoilery, you would expect that after all the events in the film, after all the horrible things that happened to the main character, that at the end of the film he would have learned his lesson, right? At the end of this film, based on the words of the main character, the resolve of what happens <laughs> to him was the best thing that could happen to him. It put him in an environment where he can now become the wolf again. It, like, he he says, he says, like like basically you think it'd be terrible i was was put in a place where nothing was for sale and then i realized i could sell it like that's that's the final word of the film like so without going into completely what happens to him at the end like he learns nothing but to restart all over again and do the exact same progression for another three hours
1: which i'm fine with that because that is yeah i'm totally fine
2: with that yeah that's that's what happened and also i think like the mindset of his character, whether this was if even if this wasn't based on a true story, like on a based on a real guy, like I think that's exactly how that character would end up. And it's exactly how the character how Charlize Theron's character in Young Adult ends up. She doesn't learn her lesson in the pivotal ending scene where the girl tries to, you know, show her how terrible a person she is and she's just like, nah, this place blows. And she just completely, you know, doesn't go that route. Like that's the exact same thing. But in, in those scenes, motivation. she is
0: devastated at the end of that film. Like she
2: yeah, but she goes right back to being that same, like, psycho person. But
0: in this film... She will
2: she will never change. That is the point of that movie. But and it's the same the, exact point of this the movie. The
0: difference in never changing and never wanting to change... Like, she recognizes that she's a horrible person, but she's not going to change. I don't, I still, don't think she recognizes. There, there's scenes where she's, like, in tears realizing how shitty she is and and the problems that she has caused. Like, in this film, there's never for once a moment, other than when he stops drinking for, like, two months... Where, where he has shown any sort of progress or even <laughs> attempted progress of becoming a better human being
2: yeah but chris this is a, it's the exact same thing though that the, that these people never change that's the point but
0: do, do you see the difference stephen in in those two distinctions of of a person who can never change but at least in some universe would like to and a person who not only will never change but doesn't want to wants to get quote unquote worse
1: i i mean i i see the difference but i don't see one as any more or less like gratifying to watch than the other like like you see him as an addict right in this movie he's an addict for power like why on earth would you risk your life for kind of spoiler but you're not going to know what i'm talking about like why would you <laughs> why would you risk your life for 20 million dollars when you have such a ridiculous amount of money like a 500 million dollar yacht it has to be something like that. yeah
0: and e- even that is is the one sympathetic moment in the film for that character. Yeah. And it's sort of played for laughs. And then they throw in the stupid fate thing with the plane. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the... What's
1: that? But, but I mean, so all of that, you are watching a guy that is so consumed by power that he can't quit, right? Like, he can't, he can't not do this. And to me, that's a fine character to play. I don't have any problem with the fact that he didn't learn or grow or change. I just would have... I would have wanted to know how a person like that justifies waking up in the morning yeah and and that it didn't show me but i'm perfectly fine with him being twisted and crazy and never changing
0: yeah but i mean there's a similar in in the movie rush which we reviewed carson and i reviewed like the main character in that is a, a similar type of character except for instead of money it's just going faster and beating everybody else instead of trying to have more money than everybody else and while i don't think the resolve of that film pays it off like i think semi-unspoilers, I think he should have died in a flaming wreck at the end of the movie, Rush, and that would have been a better fitting end for that character. Um, but I don't, like. at least in that, the entire time, as much as I don't necessarily think he's making good decisions, like you feel for the character, and you understand his need to have more, or, or like, like to be faster. Or <laughs> yeah, like in that. No,
2: but that's the thing, is that, like you're referencing all these characters that have, like, some some kind of sympathy or like it's movies that make you want to feel sympathy for him and but that's what i'm trying to say is like the movies that don't do that are the ones that are in my mind more refreshing because they aren't going the same like route that every other movie is going that's what my point is and i was joking but i was saying like <laughs> no i was no i was joking we can't when I see saying, your face carson so when you know, joke I was jo- no i was joking when i say like oh like chris is gonna hate this because he doesn't like movies with with you know like terrible characters in it but like if we go back and review all the movies with terrible characters that are like stray from that path you didn't like them so that's what i was saying so maybe you're just more, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, you just...
1: Maybe you're a you better wanna person. Like,
2: you want to <laughs> like the good people. You gravitate towards the sympathetic characters. I do. And I feel like most people would, but I'm just saying that, like, in terms of, in terms of, like, I don't know, like, uh, to me, like, that's more interesting to, to, to see, like, the super flawed characters.
0: Yeah. I'm fine with flawed. I just, there has to be some, like... It, I
2: just still have to relate to them somehow.
0: No, no, no. Like for for me, for me, if if there's no if there's nothing, if there's no at, like for me, flawed means part of you is messed up. If all of you is messed up, like to me, that's not flawed. That's just broken.
2: That's that's great entertainment to me. If we're all just messed up.
0: <laughs> but see, I, I mean, that's
2: that's what makes like something like Eastbound and Down, the show, like what makes Danny McBride so funny and and that show so insane and interesting is that that character is just, like, a constant, ridiculous, like, jerk. But e- even even like, in wow. that, though,
0: his jerkiness works for me in a way. Like, I watch that show and I laugh, and somehow there is some amount of sympathy that I feel for that character. Um, yeah. It's similar, like, with the show Hello, Ladies. I don't know if you've seen that on, on I HBO. Like, no,
2: I, yeah, I watched it. It was funny. Like,
0: yeah. I, I like that show. I, I, I can't, like, I hate his character so much, but when he – does things that cause himself to get screwed over. I still feel sorry for him at the end of the day, and I don't know why because he's a horrible yeah. human being. I, I mean,
1: I a <laughs> counterpoint for me is like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. In my mind, is a show with no redeemable characters. Right. That's and, I, that's and I like the best watching example. it, but I wouldn't watch a three-hour version of it. I don't think. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's probably the best example is is sunny. Well, that- and, and like to me, like those characters are very hilarious and entertaining to watch. But I don't, like, know if – like, sometimes like, – I, like, I feel like with Hello Ladies, like, there is that aspect of, like, you know, they they, they insert the the idea of, like, yeah, we want to feel sympathy for them. But then, like, with something like Sonny, I don't think they they want you to feel sympathetic toward them at all. So they just don't care. Yeah. They just want to make them as ridiculous as possible. And I feel like that's kind of how,
1: like, Jordan Belfort is. Like, he would get along with those those type of people. But like this movie, there's you know, a lot of yelling and frenetic, high paced, funny things that wear yeah. on me. Like I can't watch too much in a row of sunny either. I think. Yeah, and and, and for the same reason, this doesn't this doesn't give me any like respite from it at all. It's just constant, like mainlining it the whole way through.
0: And also on a side note, in a semi defense, it's technically not a defense because it's also a movie I didn't like. But in the film Monster, I was not sympathetic for Charlize Theron's character. Um, and at the end of the film where the music swell, the dialogue, everything was trying to make me feel sympathetic and I didn't, I, I actively detested the end of that film because I knew I was supposed to feel sympathetic for it and I didn't. So, like, even films that are trying to make you feel sympathetic for the character, if I don't feel there's a reason to, like, it's not just like, oh, well, if you feel sympathetic, then I like it because that film, it wanted me to and I didn't. So... That's sort of my, like, I'm not just going to like something that's a bad person with a sympathetic storyline. Mm. It has to be a believable, I can rationally feel sympathetic for it type of scenario for me to like it.
2: I mean, I and I definitely don't think uh, they did it in this movie. There was definitely no, like, swelling of the music at the end Yeah. to make you be like, w- he's cool now. I don't know. It was more,
0: isn't it still fun? Yeah. <laughs>
2: i mean there there is a sense of like the last shot of this movie um is an interesting one because it's almost like i don't it's like it's all those people looking on to him like transfixed and it's almost kind of like that's how we were watching this guy's life like we're we're like we're transfixed by it but at the same time we're repulsed like it's like there's it's like a there's like a, elements of both because like at the same time like some of that seems intoxicating. Um, but, it, and also, it's not. Like, You're talking about, know, like, like, the
0: like, crowd parting around yeah, the camera? The, the, gotcha.
2: The crowd, yeah. No, 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 the crowd at the, at the very final shot uh, looking on to Jordan Belfort um, in his seminar.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The, the pen thing. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the pen thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not the, yeah, not the, uh, when they're still in the, the firm. Yeah, yeah. But, uh yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like that was kind of, like, almost, like, where... Like we we're, we're fascinated by these characters, like this guy and people like this.
0: Well, nobody in, this, in that it, scene, nobody cares about the guy. They only care about how are they going to learn to get rich quick. Yeah, but I'm
2: talking about like for like bullshit like movie metaphor reasons. Like I feel like <laughs> there was, like there was uh there was something to be said with that. Like like he's still gonna be fascinating, and and, and like he's still going to to you know con people is saying he's still going to hustle to survive. Yeah. Because everyone hustles to survive. to get the <laughs> cleavage out and they put on their... <laughs> they they
0: bypassed the cleavage in this movie and went yeah. just straight they put to on the teeth. They
2: put on their their pompadours and all the, you know.
0: <laughs> up all right. Well, Stephen, do you have any last comments?
1: Uh, I think we've, we've said enough. I mean, ba- basically, I would have... I'm fine with a movie portraying unredeemable characters, but I need an anchor even either in him seeing like the human part that got unredeemable or someone else in the movie to look at and feel something for yeah and without that anchor then three hours is just too long of it for me
0: so basically the movie is their yacht and the anchor would have kept it in the bay instead of floating through the storm and then
1: possibly having bad things happen to it (laughs) not the analogy i was going for but go for it
0: (laughs) all right uh any last thoughts from you carson
2: uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I'm good on thoughts also. <laughs> so why do you say we just get to our verdict then? Steven, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: This this is tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so much to like and so much to not like, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, I'm going to have to, I feel kind of weird doing this. I'm going to have to go wait for rental, actually. I mean, I I think it's very entertaining. Like, you'll have a good time watching some crazy spectacle, but I don't think there's any reason to hurry up and see it. Like, I think there are plenty of better movies out right now with more more of an arc, more of an ability to make you feel something. And I mean, there there's so much gratuitous stuff in this movie, like, tons of people i know would not enjoy this film at all like we we (laughs) aren't (laughs) down we aren't downplaying it i mean the the drug use is extreme like all over the place nudity constantly like full frontal full everything i mean it's all there they curse like crazy they have ridiculous it's always sunny like conversations about throwing little people and marrying her cousin and (laughs) I, everything is ridiculous. And I, I think yeah, if you we, don't like the R word, I, I think, <laughs> you're not going to be happy with this. <laughs> I, I think it will very much entertain.
2: I mean, it's totally a movie you go see on Christmas
1: Day with your family, oh, yeah, like of
2: I did.
0: I did you really see it with your family?
2: I, I did. You, I went with my oh, mom, no. my dad, I,
1: I loved uh, on, my girlfriend, and my brother. We all, it was a big family outing. I love on IMDb, there are always these trolls that post questions like, should I take my eight year old daughter to see this movie? <laughs> <laughs> So, dope. but but no. So you, there's definitely for a certain brand of dark humor, you will enjoy this. Like I enjoyed it too, but I don't think it's redeeming enough to give like a solid thumbs up. So I'm gonna go wait for rental. Some of you will like this a lot. Other people will be pretty repulsed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carson, should I just put you down for musty, or do you uh... want to actually?
2: I I will I will give I will firmly give it a must see I'm sure Chris will give it like a must avoid Uh, but but the the thing for the listeners is are you gonna go with someone who didn't like the fake looking apes are you gonna go with someone who liked the remake of Total Recall over the original Total Recall that is the question
0: I think that ah Price
2: Club first of all
0: first of all Rise of the Planet of the Apes is a freaking amazing movie. <laughs> so Carson and it's can
2: very suck an ape. mediocre and boring, and it doesn't have people... It doesn't have apes snorting coke out of other right. people's butts. I mean, that's what that movie was missing. So, it was missing apes on lewds.
0: <laughs> uh, the, yeah. the lewds were in gas form. That's what made them smart. It <laughs> has the reverse effect as it does on humans. Uh, anyways... And I argue that Total Recall, the original, is not that great of a movie. People just oh, like it because it was crazy and weird. It's and a still freaking
2: avoid. amazing It's a freaking amazing movie.
0: Anyways, beyond that, I'm not gonna give this a must avoid. I'm gonna give this a pass with a caveat. Because oh, okay. I think if you Because it was so bad. If you see this film and it's not it doesn't repulse you, you will you will have a fun time watching it. I had a fun time watching this movie, even though it was three hours long. And there. So,
2: wait, you're saying that you were bored in during parts? You're saying it was too long?
0: I'm saying there are several times where I checked to see how much time had passed. Wow. Um,
2: okay. And you weren't checking your watch in the Total Recall remake. That I is was not. Amazing feed. <laughs>
0: says the guy who says, like, any movie with CG is CG poop, but somehow the action scenes in Walter Mitty, we surfing down a sidewalk, that, standing on it. Looked it looked
2: good. <laughs> it, for that movie, it, it worked. That was
0: blue screen bullshit.
1: No, but the, it totally, like, felt. Co- cohesive to the movie. You guys, I think the holidays are stressful for everybody, and we just, we just <laughs> Anyways, need to get
2: along. What I, was, I mean, they look more realistic than the ones and zeros that occupied those smoke, apes. Smoke a little crack. Are,
0: are you <laughs> seriously going to say that the apes don't look amazing in Rise of the they Planet
2: They don't! Apes? And smog doesn't look amazing either. They just look like ones and zeros. Guys in suits and makeup look better then the digital you're version. smoking like, so all-
0: much crack you no. and jonah hill are sitting in the back of a shop smoking I, will, I would love and he's that he's molesting w- you with his teeth
2: <laughs> i'm great i can't wait all right we'll we'll go talk about practical effects i think this podcast uh, is much, done <laughs> how much better they are than cg today
0: we'll, we'll we'll just see where the i'm sure this will be uh carson's number one film of the year come next week but we'll just have to wait and see i guess
1: I think it'll be surprising what 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 gets put in there. I, I, I want to see this be number two and then, like, Francis hobby number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good movie, though. The, yeah.
2: Anyway. Also had some uh, not-so-likable characters, but...
1: It, it's a good split of opinions, and I'm probably going to change my mind a few times, like, bounce up and bounce back down with how I feel about it. But no way it's making my greatest of the year list
0: this movie I, yeah okay. not not francis no
1: i'm not talking about francis uh, okay.
2: <laughs> this is the coke movie of the year right here per,
0: per, personally i liked all the pepsi movies better but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you say we wrap this episode up guys steven if people want to find you where can you do that
1: if people want to find me they can go to <laughs> twitter.com slash s david miller or s david
0: People can – oh, go ahead, Stephen. All Carson. right, Carson.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. I
0: sorry, was in a – My uh, lewds are, like, kicking in.
2: I was in a palsy stage. Um, I, you can find me smoking crack because I guess that's all I'm on now uh, at practicalcandy.wordpress.com, fake apes.
0: <laughs> and people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at the warning.com where you can get other episodes of the show, such as our uh, Walter Mitty episode, which had a lot less arguing in it. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to figure out when all these episodes go live or like us at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760 Five seven five four eight seven nine, and music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to the Wolf wall- Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah. Ooh.
0: <laughs> I hope that's on the soundtrack yeah, because hopefully. That has to open this episode or- didn't, or-
1: didn't you find it interesting that Matthew McConaughey was still like Dallas Buyers Cluby Skinny in this movie? Well it's because yeah, all he I- eats is money. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of calories in money. <laughs> and martinis. No, but
2: you know what? Money does curate, so
0: Not yet. Alright.
2: <laughs> that was a uh, Yeah, not uh, until oh, Magic yeah. Johnson. Yeah, Magic there we go. Thank you.
0: Alright, well
1: that was that was a failed attempt. Yeah <laughs> South Park reference. We picked it up. We got, got you. It. Okay. All right. I all all right. didn't pick it up. So. <laughs> I, I
0: you know. Uh. Yeah. I think we're done, guys. So. Yep. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Us. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was saying and thank let's... you to you two for joining oh, me. Oh, you're welcome. And then following, I, I, thank you yes. to everybody else for listening. Um. <laughs> hopefully, at least some of the people on this podcast have some sort of redeeming quality. <laughs>
1: You know, I mean, I don't care about the listeners. We just got to get ours, you know? We, <laughs> we just want...
2: We just have to take the
1: listeners' opinions. Sweet ad money. Take the 50% commission.
2: Hey, if
0: I could find some way to just pull money out of all of our listeners...
1: <laughs> I don't care about you or you, yeah, or you. I would not be against that. <laughs> You're
2: like, guess what, everyone? It's now, you know, a twenty nine or whatever to download this.
0: <laughs>
1: like, well...
0: <laughs> and now we have zero listeners instead of two.
1: Now we have $20. Uh. Alright,
0: but uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to go ahead and hit stop over here because Bye. it's dumb. done. Done. <laughs> <laughs>